that is so, so, so important um, to understand who you are without all of those things. So, and that's kind of, I, I really had to look in the mirror and be like, Danielle, who are you? Because just even a couple years ago, you know, I was living on the West Coast, single, just only having to really worry about myself, um, my career, mm-hmm. right? To then moving back East and everyone's in the pandemic, all of the things that I would do with my career, whether it was traveling or performing or judging dance competitions, so, you know, all, everything is shut down. Mm-hmm. You don't have yourself at what you thought was yourself right anymore Mm -hmm. so who are you without all of those things hey beam babe welcome to the beam life podcast where we are all about honoring your truth prioritizing your passions and unlocking your potential let's go i'm your host caitlin and it's my calling in life to create this community of like-minded kick-ass women ready to make moves and live a life they are obsessed with. So if you're ready to be everything and more, babe, let's get this party started. Danielle, hey girl, what's going on? I'm so happy to have you. Hi, Caitlin. Thank you so much. I am beyond honored to be here featured on the Beam Life podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. I know this is going to be such a fun conversation that's going to deliver, you know, not only a positive message to listeners, but also your energy. Your energy is super contagious. So I know that they're going to feel all of you today through audio. And if they get to catch it visually, that's great too. But, you know, start off by telling us a little bit about Danielle right now in present day, because it's taken a lot to get here, which is what we're going to uncover, but share a little bit about who you are right now. Yes. So I just recently turned 30 in July, which is very exciting. Happy birthday. Um, Thank you so much. And I currently live in Philadelphia um, with my boyfriend. Uh, I am a bonus mom to two beautiful boys. And I consider myself a bit bi-coastal because I did uh, grow up in my young adult formidable years uh, in Los Angeles for six years. So um I think there's parts of me that are here, you know, (laughs) from my core in New Jersey, where I originally grew up. Parts of me are out in uh, the West Coast, but now I'm back here. And uh, I also am the owner of my own uh, tutoring business for high school and college students for math and SAT prep. I love it. And you know what? I always say God bless the tutors because we need so many of you in the world because I don't want to do it as a parent. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. Sign me up. I love, I, I, I love, I love what I do. We'll talk a little bit more about that later, yes. I'm sure. But um, uh, it is definitely a, a service. I, I know I am doing a service to the future generation and it is something that warms my heart. Yes. And I know we're new friends and we, you know, I'm glad we got to have a pre-call so I can get to know you more on a deeper level, but, um, you've been through an eventful couple of years to say the least. Um, and you weren't always like, had I talked to you three or four years ago, this conversation would have been like very different. So, you know, I know it's a long timeline and we're going to break it up through our conversation, but fill us in a little bit about, 
you know, who you were all the way up until you competed for Miss New Jersey USA, because you didn't mention that in your intro, because that's not who you are today. But for those of you listening, Danielle was a um, runner up, right? Is that, is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. State finalist. State yes. finalist for Miss New Jersey USA. And a lot of her story um, that we're going to talk about is around this time in your life. So walk us up, you know, a little bit up to that point and when that was. Sure. Yes. So I started dancing when I was three, acting when I was six, singing when I was six, grew up on the stage my whole life. Um, However, I was always, um, I always excelled in my academics. And so when it came time to college, um, my parents really pushed me into the more of the academic side of things. And I really had um, a passion for math at the time then too. So I went to Rutgers up in New Brunswick for a five-year master's plan for math, um, but still got myself involved in dance and the performing arts. I grew up competitively dancing. Shout out Jazz Unlimited in Marlton, New Jersey. <laughs> Love it. Um, and I got the opportunity uh, up in uh, at Rutgers to be a part of the Rutgers Performing Dance Company, where actually I got the chance to choreograph. Um, and my choreography ended up going and competing and winning like best in hip hop and best overall, which was like awesome. Yes. Uh, and so, so I've kind of had this like dual life my whole life, right? Where um, very, very, very creative and artsy, and I love just being on stage, but then also very academically driven. Um, and so, uh, basically, yes, I got an opportunity midway through my career in college at Rutgers, uh, pursuing my, my master's in math, to move out to Los Angeles to pursue my acting uh, mm. career. And I, I took advantage of it. I took advantage of it. I went out there, and almost immediately, I ended up getting my SAG card, which was like unheard of at the time. Um, for those of you who don't know, you do have to start as a non-union actor first, onset. Uh, but if you receive three union vouchers, and for those of you who don't know, the union for actors is the Screen Actors Guild. So if anyone is yes. uh, familiar with the SAG Awards, right? You'll have a lot of people year. familiar um, with that from out here. I love it. They're going to be like, yes, our people. Yeah. yeah, I love it. Nice. Um, I can't wait to get more involved in the Philly local area here, hopefully. Um, but um so, so yeah, I, I got my three vouchers within the first three months of me working, which was just outstanding. I was only 19 years old. I knew nobody, but I had a great coach who told me, you know, immediately get signed up for this. They'll book you automatically. You'll get working on set and just get used to being on set, you know, learn the lingo, understand what's going on. And so um, I took a semester off of Rutgers because I considered it a sign that I was meant to be to stay out there and decided to join the union in December, 2012. And I'm still a member today. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you end up? Because like most people don't leave LA. I mean, take me for example. I left the city of dreams from New York, ended up out here. And I was like, I'm never going to live here. And I'm here 13 years. So how did you, (laughs) like what brought you back to where you are now? So actually, um, you know, unfortunate, but fortunate, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Always. Always, right? Um, There's a, we see the lesson later. Yes. Um, I got very sick. I got very mm. sick and was further than diagnosed with ulcerative colitis, but I had no idea what was going on while I was out there. Um, I had to quit all of my jobs, unfortunately, and it really just took a, a toll on my just day-to-day life. Um, and I knew that, you know, if I had gone back to the East coast and it was fantastic. I'm not saying anything about like 
the doctors out on the West Coast because they're fantastic as well. But my family just felt uh, just more comfortable with me being with them, with people that I know and going to our doctors around here in this area. Um, we're so blessed to have a great, uh, you know, facility around here in the tri-state area of great hospitals and doctors. And because at the time, no one really knew what was going on. So this was before I knew that I had ulcerative colitis. Mm. And it, you know, now it's so crazy because it's kind of a very po- unfortunate, popular thing. Everyone has like an IBS or some inflammatory issue or Crohn's or, but back then, like that was like not a thing. So my doctors actually like did not even believe me when I said the symptoms that I was having. They were like, oh no, it's definitely, and I can say this because why not? But they were just like, oh, it's a hemorrhoid, like no big deal. And I was like, no, my You're body like, It's more than like- that. Yes. So that is really what drew me back to coming back to the East Coast. And so um, when I came back, you know, I was really looking for that support um, from my family and just needed to really heal. And of course, LA takes a toll on you anyway. Let's be real. Yeah. You know, the industry is crazy and super critical. And, you know, you have your highs, you have your lows, but it's very like up and down every single day. You never really know what's going to happen out there, which is also exciting, but then, you know, a little stressful. Uh, so, but when I came home, you know, although my family was very supportive in me getting my health back, I didn't really know what I was walking into. And so um, when I came home, uh, my sister was eight when I left and, uh, she's now 14. Okay. (laughs) Um, she, or around that age, you know, and she's in her senior year of high school. So maybe she was actually a little older. And, um, my parents were getting a divorce. Mm. Um, I had grown up always believing, you know, and I actually even attest my success out in LA due to the great foundation that I grew up, you know, you know, um, grew up on. And so my family was always my rock. Um, so coming back and realizing that that kind of, that foundation was a bit broken was really confusing for me. You know, I think it was actually even easier on my sister than it was for me because she had kind of been living towards the tail end of it, you know, we're eight years apart. So like, that's crazy. So, um, you know, we're eight years apart. Um, so when I left home, you know, everything was like happy-go-lucky, everyone is happy. And then, you know, during her life in middle school and high school, uh, you know, things weren't so great. Mm. So to me, it was it was a big shock. And that, you know, get, um, invited its own difficulties, right? Um, my parents kind of checked out, uh, you know, and to each his own. They were going through their own thing. But I definitely took in that, like, big sister role and just really – helped my sister get through high school. I was like, if it's any year, does it yeah. have to be her senior year? You know what I mean? Right. Like, totally. So, you know, and, and she was dancing at the studio that I grew up dancing at. So then of course I felt the need to also like choreograph, you know, a whole production for her, like basically just overcompensating for the fact that I had been gone for so many years, but then also on top of that being there as her role model, because who did she really have at that time to lean on? And that's such an important year, that big transition, you know, like yes. not only to celebrate what you, where you've been your whole academic career, but then where you're going. And I really just dedicated my life to to her when I got back. Oh, I like feel, yeah. feel this so much because even though, and I know you shared this with me both on our private call and a little bit just now talking, 
your choice to perform was always in you. Like that was never something that was put upon you. It was something you loved to do versus, you know, Mm -hmm. I know there's a lot of times where parents are like, you must dance, you must do this. And I know that's exhausting because the child never chose it, but it was different for you. Mm -hmm. You chose it. But nonetheless, being a performer, being on stage, um, you know, being on, you know, and going into acting, um, creates different kinds of things within us, right? No, especially when we're young and we're still developing because we're looking outside, you know, for what we're supposed to feel and how we're supposed to be. Um, and so you have that going on, which is like, you're young and you're still trying to figure things out, but then you were thrown into like this caregiving role. Right. Mm -hmm. And so those are two really interesting dynamics that you had going on really kind of at the same time where it's like the age you were was such an age of self-discovery. But yet you were almost stepping into this like big sister parental type role. So Mm -hmm. how did that moment like lead you into what came next. Um, you know, I know that you're also like recovering from being sick on top of all of this, right? So you have like all of these layers and then Mm -hmm. there's a pageant. So I'm like, (laughs) exactly. Like, how did we get there? So I had always, um, you know, moving back to Jersey, I had always wanted to see it as a stepping stone to whatever was coming next versus taking a step backwards. Mm. You know, Mm -hmm. I wanted to be a part of my story moving forward versus like, oh, she just went back home because she failed or did not succeed. Right. Yes. And so I was always still looking for whatever was coming next. And, you know, for the first time I was like, oh my gosh, why hasn't this like been clearer to me? Um, I saw this quote. It was amazing. It was like, you can change the trajectory of your life in just six months. You can change the trajectory of your life. And I was like, what? And then I got this ad on my phone, of course, because they're always listening. And it was like Miss New Jersey USA 2020. And it was in exactly six months. And I was like, yeah, that would change my life. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I knew that I had all the skills because I was like, wait, okay. I've been performing on stage my whole life. My stage presence is like impeccable. I knew they had to dance for their little intro stuff. We've all seen Miss USA on TV. You know what I mean? And sometimes they get crap for it that they can't dance. And I'm like, well, I can. Okay. You know, I believe that I'm beautiful both from the inside out. I had that confidence already. Um, I had so much experience in the fitness industry, actually, because I had an entire fitness career as well while I was out on the West Coast. Um, So I knew I could get in the shape that I needed to get into to make sure that, you know, it happened. Um, And then I, you know, if I was going to do it, I was going to really commit and just full-fledged, that was going to be my main focus. Because also, um, I I think I regret to mention this in our private call, but it was the only, it was the last year I could compete. So it was, that was it. I was going to be too old after that to ever compete for it again. You know, my on-camera experience. And I was like, oh my gosh, finally, right? Even marketing myself. I was like, finally, all my worlds have come together because my whole life I've been so torn. Like even while I was out in LA, you know, if the listeners were listening, it was really for acting, 
But back home, I was really known as a dancer. Mm. So, you know, then my dance bug started biting me like, wait, why are you not dancing? So I finally felt like, oh my gosh, why have I not been involved in pageantry my whole life? This is where all my worlds can come together and I can shine as me as like a whole and not just, oh, she did like the dancer Danielle or actress Danielle or marketing Danielle. You know what I mean? Yes. I was able to put all of my um, characteristics into one and oh, it was so empowering. Like I learned so much about myself and basically I was like, this is my, honestly, this is my way out. I was like, mm. this is my way out of all of this because this is shit. I don't want to be here. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? And I know I'm capable of of doing this. So let's do it. And I did, I marketed myself, um, to the nth degree. Um, I raised over $6,000 for myself, wrote it myself with local businesses, which then in turn was so crazy, even though, no, I did not win. And it's totally fine. I got an opportunity to work with the pat, with the coach that trained me to create a course called how to not pay for your pageant, because let's be real. I came back from LA what was I doing to get my, I had no money. I was broke. Yes. I was absolutely broke, which then also, you know, made me really be resourceful and be like, okay, how can I make money fast? And I was like, well, I'm really good at math. And my sister was struggling in, in, in school during her senior year, you know? So I started tutoring her and then our friends find out she's doing so well. Then they're like, Hey, Danielle, can you tutor me? Can you tutor me now? You know, fast forward, what? four years, four years, I guess, going into my fourth year. And I have a full blown tutoring business. Amazing. Just hired somebody on because I can't take, I can't, I can't take on, you know, any, any more students hired somebody on to work with me. That is so amazing. I love when we can trace back all of these like steps in our life. And we're just like, oh my gosh, had we just taken one different turn, everything could have looked so different. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's just wild mm-hmm. how it all adds up. And I, and I love that you kind of like broke it down step by step for that, because for those of you listening, think about how you got to where you are right now. Like take yourself back a few years and think about those milestone um, choices you made. I know, you know, when I look back at my life too, it was all those things like I chose to come and take this opportunity in LA. I chose to start running, which then made me meet my now ex-husband, which, you know, made me start a business, which is how I met my now partner and how my daughter. And it's like all of these things. Right. And it's like, wow, I love that. So I love that. It's like fabric. Yeah. Just weaving. You're like weaving your. And in the moment. Beautiful fabric of your life. You, you know, you deal with such hardships for me. It was divorce and dealing with extreme like body image stuff and career changes. And for you, you had sickness and moving cities and parents getting divorced and, you know, just being young and discovering who you were. So, so much of what you don't know in the moment or that maybe causes pain is so much reason for where you are. So that's so, so beautiful. So you already, you know, shared with us that you did the pageant, you didn't win, but that's okay. It took you to this incredible opportunity, which has led to so much um, of where you are now. But I know that there were some things that also happened around like the day of pageant and around that time that sort of, you know, you were like, 
it almost sounds like not necessarily a breaking point. I don't want to put it that way, but it was almost like everything sort of came to a tipping point. Um, Mm -hmm. So share a little bit about that, if you will, whatever you feel comfortable sharing. I know, right? I'm even sitting right here like, do I want to shout out these people in my life? You don't have to name people. Oh, no, no, of course not. I, you know, there were um, some very serious incidences that actually happened the week of the pageant. You know, I'm very um, big on energy and really being able to know who is really on your side. And Mm -hmm. I I think that's just a huge life lesson. Like for everybody who's listening, just protect your energy. And I am so serious. Protect your energy with your friendships, with even your family members, just because they're your family members does not mean that they always want the best for you. Um, The energy in your home, the energy in with your, you know, love interest and your relationships, it really is so important to keep those things as private as possible just to, because then you're giving that energy away. Does that make sense? Totally. And then the less you have for that entity. And so, and, and the easier it is for things to come and misconstrued and, and judgment and just, Mm-mm. Yeah. I, no. Mm-mm. Ain't nobody got so time for that. I was, yeah, <laughs> not another podcast, another day. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but basically, I was very, very strict on who was invited. And there were two people who were very, 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 very close to me um, who really let me down. Mm-hmm. And that's all I'll say about that. Um, they really let me down. And you know, to me, like, it's just something I would have never in a million years, even done to a stranger. Sure. Let alone somebody who is that close to you. Yeah. Like, I, I can't even fathom it. The audacity, you know? Yeah. Um, And it only comes from a place of their own insecurities. Always. And their own fear and their own journey and their own struggles, you know? So it's so important if you're ever put in a position like that where someone disappoints you in that way to really not take it personally mm-hmm. um, because you just got to understand it, it It really is not you. It is them um, and they're struggling, they're hurting, but does, that does not mean that you need to continue to be a part of their journey or their story. Nope. Amen to that. And so, right. And so um, after these things happened, um, I made some significant changes in my life. Um, you know, I, I broke up <laughs> with one of those people. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> You're like, hmm. And, yeah, <laughs> wonder who it was. No, okay. Um, and so <laughs> if you go back on Facebook enough, you'll find out. Right. And so... <laughs> So I guess this is what it feels like, right? This is what it feels like to put your life out there, you know, you know, but that's what, that's where the truth comes out and, and sure. people got to learn and, and learn from their experiences and share, because I really do believe that if people were more open and honest with about sharing what it is that they, they've been through, people would feel less alone. Yeah. And um, there would be less shame about your situation, yes. right? Get rid of the shame. Exactly. 
Yeah, you know what? Long story short, my boyfriend at the time came to the pageant completely obliterated out of his mind and embarrassed the crap out of me. Who does that? Yeah. You know? But he was struggling. He was struggling and you know, at the time I didn't really know. And then I found out he had relapsed from a, a, a previous, you know, struggles that he had. And, but at that time I just, I had to move on. Yeah. I had to move on and, and you know, God bless him and his journey, but I had, I had to move on. Good for um, you. And so, because people have been in those circumstances. So, you know what, it, it isn't, it, we shouldn't hide that. That's very real. And addiction is very real as well. And, you know, I just wasn't that person to help him further get through that yeah. journey of his. Yeah. Um, I had been a part of it a lot of the, uh, along the way, um, but it was just time, you know, it was time. Yeah. Um. So, so, you know, after that, that was, that was, so that was really crazy. Um, I had this freak medical issue again, I guess. I was, okay. <laughs> Where I basically, I was about to tutor and I like basically had a stroke. And I know that sounds crazy. What do you mean? You basically had a stroke. Well, they, they never figured out what it was. I was in the hospital in the ER for five days. Um, I was, uh, unresponsive. I couldn't tell you my name. I couldn't tell you where I lived. I couldn't lift up my right arm. I thought I was, and I got upset with the doctor, but I couldn't do it. Um, to, to, to my knowledge, I thought I could, but yeah, I couldn't. Um, and that was an experience in and of itself. That was over Valentine's Day, yeah, of 2020. And that was crazy. And it was about, what, two weeks before COVID hit. What? <laughs> anyway, yeah, lost my aunt at the time to cancer, lost my grandmother to cancer as well. Like, just what in the world? We didn't even talk about that, but that's right? a whole other thing, you know? Yeah. So anyway, so basically, okay, I get out of all of that ridiculousness and um, getting back on my feet really making men's with anything in my past. And just like, I really just want to start a new. Um, and my best friend was like, Danielle, you're tutoring kids. This was now we're in the pandemic, everybody like it's, we're in it. Yeah. And, um, and I was tutoring and my best friend was like, Danielle, you're talking to like 13 year olds. Like you got to get out there, girl. Like I know you don't like to go out to a bar and like have a drink, but uh, how, I, I, we even couldn't at the time, right? We even yeah. couldn't do that no. even if I did enjoy doing that. And so I got on Bumble and um, I had gone on a couple, uh, not even a couple, like literally two. So I guess that is actually a couple, a couple dates. And I was like, mm, this is just like not for me, you know? And, and I had listened to Matthew Hussey, if anyone's ever heard of him, woo, woo, he's all about, like, love guru, self-care. <laughs> totally whatever. love him. Um, yes. And, uh, and basically I had heard him say that, I don't know if we're allowed to curse. A uh, hell yeah. Curse? Is this like yeah. A, okay. Um, so he basically said, if it's, if it's not a fuck, yes, it's a fuck. No. That's okay? my favorite thing. And Right. Yes. And so I was like, you know what? Fine. I'm going to stick to that. Like, I'm going to go through these like swipes. And if it's not a fuck yes, I'm swiping left. Yep. Bye. And exactly. And I was like, great. I'm never going to swipe because I never swipe right to begin with. And then sure and behold, that night, literally that exact same night, I'm like, oh my gosh. No. Stop. What? Like, who is this person? There's I, I, this is it. This is my, this is my FS. Oh my God. I love it. it. And sure enough, here we are. (laughs) So great. He set up the whole thing for me. I mean, like if I'm not with my soulmate, I don't know what else, you know, I, and I do believe, I do believe though, and I believe in this and I'm going to put it in there. I believe in manifestation. And if you look at my journal entry, 
Okay. If you look at my journal entry from literally a month prior to this, I wrote down all the characteristics. I, I, I believe in God. I pray to God and I, they tell you to be specific. So it's very specific about the kind of man that I want it to, to be in a relationship with the characteristics that I wanted him to have. Um, uh, I didn't talk about looks. So thank you God for giving me what exactly it is that I, for knowing what it was that I would want. Um, and my last thing was that I wanted him to be able to play the piano and not just like play chords, like really just be able to sit down and play. Cause I, I, I'm a musician as well. And I play piano too, but I just always thought it would be so nice to hear him yes. just like sit down and play. So we match. He's interested in meeting me. I'm about to go out to the West coast. Okay. To, you know, stay out there for a month because let's be real, Caitlin, I didn't know what in the world I was doing yeah. with my life. Okay. Yeah. I was like, am I supposed to go back? Like it's the pandemic. Does anyone know what's going on with their life right now? I was like, I'm just going to go see all my friends on the West coast, you know? And at the time I was, I was tutoring. Right. So it was all virtual. virtual. I stopped going to the homes. So I was able to tutor more kids. I was able to tutor from wherever, um, which please, oh my gosh, everybody, I encourage you to be able to do a job from wherever it is that it's just, it gives you more freedom. It's so like, great. So great. Be able to work from wherever. Make that be a goal for yourselves because it just gives you so much freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he was like, listen, it's going to be a 30 day courtship. Like you're leaving for California. I don't care. I want to talk to you and I want to get to know you. And that is what we did. And we've been together ever since. It's been great. Ah, I love I'm this. So happy. I love this. I love a good love story. Yeah. Um, I think those yeah, are so um, uplifting, especially for – I deal with a lot of um, single women or women who have gone through really hard breakups, divorces, and um, it is possible to find love again and to find love with all the qualities, including playing piano, um, that you want. Oh, yeah. He does that. I don't know if I mentioned. <laughs> yes. Yes. He sent me randomly. I, I didn't ask. I didn't ask. Okay. I wasn't like, oh, hey, um, actually. Do you play piano? Must play piano on my – exactly. I did not do that. Um, but randomly, one day, I'm not even kidding, he sent me a video. I had no idea what it was, and it was literally him playing piano. And I was like, you have got to be kidding me. It's what not a coincidence. Like you said, manifestation, that shit works, period, end of discussion. Um, it is it does. so amazing when I go back and I look at things that I put out into the world, both good and bad, by the way, because our brain doesn't distinguish the difference. It just attracts what you put your focus on. So I mm-hmm. I love that for you. So couple of things like I know, you know, we're getting close to where we're going to end, but there's a couple of things I want to make sure we leave our listeners with. Mm-hmm. First thing that comes to mind when I'm listening to your story and everything is that, and I know we talked about this a little bit also when we were getting to know each other and me and you both resonate with this similar thing. Your whole life, you had been known for certain things performing, dance, um, being out there. You did this pageant. You're a go-getter. And then the pandemic happens, coming out of being sick as well. You basically have stripped yourself of all of these roles, identities, things that people would probably use to describe you and things you would use to describe yourself. When we are completely stripped without all the things, which is like why, you know, I thought our title for who are you without it all would be so perfect for this conversation 
is how did, like, where did you find yourself in that moment when you kind of had it all taken away? Not, I mean, for no other reason other than the state that everyone had it taken away from them, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, So tell me, and then also, yeah, like going through that health situation where it's like potentially, thankfully, a lot of it came back for you, most of it. Um, Mm -hmm. But that's scary too, right? Like Mm -hmm. not ever knowing what could happen. So where are you at right now in that process of like, you know, getting to know who you really are without all of the labels and roles and identities and all that? Exactly. I think that is so, so, so important um, to understand who you are without all of those things. So, and that's kind of, I, I really had to look in the mirror and be like, Danielle, who are you? Because just even a couple years ago, you know, I was living on the West Coast, single, just only having to really worry about myself, um, my career, mm-hmm. right? To then moving back East and everyone's in the pandemic, all of the things that I would do with my career, whether it was traveling or performing or judging dance competitions, you know, everything is shut down. Mm -hmm. You don't have yourself at what you thought was yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Anymore. So who are you without all of those things? And to be quite honest with you, you know, I, I would have never believed you if you told me that I would then have also moved in with this amazing man and love of my life to a city, right? Philadelphia. And now being a bonus mom to two beautiful boys, like, whoa, all within a matter of less than two years. Mm -hmm. What? Right. How do you navigate that unknown territory and still thrive? And I just want to let everybody know it's okay if you are not the best at everything. All right. I learned very quickly that I've been very strategic in placing myself in positions where I was amazing at what I was doing. Okay. (laughs) So when, you know, Billy is um, coming home from work and like, oh, what's for dinner, babe? I don't know. (laughs) What do you mean? What's for dinner? (laughs) Babe, I don't have any of my clothes. Like, oh, I have no clothes. Well, honey, it's because you didn't put the clothes in the washer. And I feel so stupid, like even talking like that. I feel like some like pretentious, like, like chick that like has gotten everything. That's not true. I just put myself in places. Like I was on set every day in LA and they were dressing you. Wardrobe literally dresses you. They feed you. Like there's, you. it's not hard. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. To like do that. You know what I'm saying? And and all you had to do was look pretty. Yeah. So all of my effort went into like myself, which was great, but I didn't really have a life outside of that, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um and so basically what I could tell what I could tell people is first of all, have grace with yourself. You must have grace through the transitions that we go through in life. Trust you got to trust in a higher power and you got to trust in yourself. You got to give yourself a lot more credit than you think you're giving yourself. Mm-hmm. I bet you that if you're having any issues with work, you, you know more than you think you do. If you're having issues in your relationship, you know that person a hell of a lot more than you think you do in that moment. If you're having relationships with your kids, like you know your kids better than you. I'm telling you, you just got to trust yourself more. You know what you're doing, even when you have no idea what's going on around you. Amen I think to it's, that. 
right? I think it's always important to listen and learn. If you are stuck in whatever it is that you're going through in your life, listen to someone who has had success in what it is that you want for yourself. Mm-hmm. You cannot keep going back to get advice from people who are not having success in those elements. Yes, yes, yes. Or yes. ask for advice from people who are miserable in their own lives. Why would you do that? No. So yeah, I'm a freak. Okay. I like follow and like, and subscribe to all these emails that I never read. Sorry for all those people out there, but, um, you know, but I will take the time to listen. Mm -hmm. I heard this the other day, literally yesterday. Okay. Awareness is so important. Not only self-awareness, but awareness of like what's going on around you, you Mm. know? Just taking a moment to be like, how can I give to others? And it's not to the whole world. It's to the people who you love. Yes. Yeah. You know, I fell into a trap where I got so, we're we're in this new space. We're we're working so hard. I'm trying to navigate this whole new life. I get kids every weekend, every other weekend now, you know, but I'm still running this business. How am I trying to balance it all? And I'm like, whoa, 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 take a step back, man. Because if you put too much energy into one thing, it's go. It's just like watering plants. If you water one plant, the other one's going to die. So, but if we just water a little, a little, a little. So maybe not dedicate Danielle 11 hours to work a day. Maybe that's why you go and hire somebody else so that you can lessen the load. And I sat down with my man and I said, okay, is this going to work for us? Right? Because he was working all day, 7am till three. And my workday started at three o'clock till 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. So, so basically if I could leave this, cause I always want to make sure that people learn from what it is. And I know it's hard to like, you know, talk about someone's journey and, but, but I want to leave people with this. Um, I think if you are worrying about self-care, I completely neglected my self-care. I was all about work because I was like, okay, the more money we can get, right? My honey had lost some hours at work immediately. As soon as we moved in here, it was unpredictable. I didn't know what to do. So I was like, oh, I'm doing the right thing by just like working, 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 working all the time. But once again, watering too much of that same plant. All my other plants are dying. Yeah. I think if you if you list down your priorities and your priorities will change everybody. Okay. Your priorities will change. But if you list the top like three to four priorities in your life at that time that you want to focus in on. Yeah. And I'm serious. Be serious about what comes first. Yes. I'm not going to answer that for you, but what comes first in your life, you know, and it's okay. It's okay to be being selfish is selfless. Always. So I want to switch that around. If you are taking care of yourself, you might think that it's selfish, but it's actually selfless because the better you are as an individual, the better you're going to be to the people that you love mm-hmm. because that's what they love. They love you. Well, if you're not taking care of you. Yes. Yes. Who are they in love with anymore? This goes for your partner. This goes for your kids. This goes for your family members, your friends, right? Always. So, So I think you got to put down your priorities. And yes, of course, I'm hinting number one should always be like your health and yourself. But, you know, but sometimes, sometimes work does come maybe like second or third. Maybe that's the goal that you want to, or maybe it's your relationship. Maybe you want to put a little bit more time into your relationship and then ask yourself, okay, what are some things that I can do? And even I just did this yesterday. I sat down and I wrote down my priorities and my first was my health and self-care because that's just something that I always struggle with. I always give to everything else. My my second was my relationship Mm -hmm. and 
And I wanted to just be more aware. And so I immediately, you got to take action. You got to take action. You can't think. I, 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 Nike got it. Just do it, just man. Just do it. You got to take action, right? That self-awareness. And then morning routine. I'm sorry. You can't go without a morning routine, people. You, you got to sit down and write down your perfect day. What is your perfect day and what would it look like for you? Now, let's be reasonable, okay? If it was anyone's perfect day, we'd probably be in Hawaii somewhere, all right? In the ocean or at least swimming with dolphins. That's what I would say. Yes. That might be my perfect dream, okay? Which I still do dream. And you got to dream that anything's possible. Always. You got to believe that anything is possible. But your perfect day and commit to it a morning routine you know, what time do you want to wake up? So if you want to wake up at 6 a.m., well, guess what? You better be in bed by 10. Yeah. All right. Set those so intentions. you got to set yourself up for success. Yes, ma'am. You got to set yourself up for success. Um, you can't hold yourself back. The worst anyone can say is no. And you have to believe that anything is possible. Be open to everything. Constantly keep learning. Constantly keep listening. Totally. Tried. Yeah. Getting outside of your comfort zone. So good so good. I'm so all about, yeah, that taking action is such a huge piece. And, you know, I believe so wholeheartedly it's why we know what we need to do and we know what we want, but the reason we don't get there is we never make a move. We stay frozen, whether it's through fear, whether it's through fear, you know, judgment or self-doubt or self, you know, don't believe in yourself, being told we can't do it or being told it's impossible well, you just don't know if you don't try. Like I always say the worst case is you're going to just end up right where you are and you're fine. If nothing changes, mm-hmm. nothing changes. Yep. Oh, I love it. If nothing yeah. changes, nothing changes. It's so good. So good. And it's okay to not know. Yeah. It's okay to not know. It's okay to not know what's going on. Just know that actually that's more room for growth and actually you're more free people. Yeah. You're more free when you don't know what's going on because that means that you could go in any direction. Always. Oh, I love it. This is so good. And I know that, um, you know, we just hit listeners with so much good juice. So I always recommend if you're driving or doing the dishes rewind 15 minutes and take some of those um, things that you can apply into your own life right away. Because these are things that if you do right now, as Danielle said, like we talked about this at the beginning, what you do today, like you can literally change your life six months from now, right? So let's just bring it back full circle. And that is exactly what we're talking about. You start implementing one of these things that we just talked about it's going to change the rest of your life. So um, yes, if this message resonated with you, which I don't know how it wouldn't, be sure to let us know and hop on Instagram, um, tag me at The Beam Life. And Danielle, where are you on Instagram? What's your handle? Yes, my uh, my handle is Danielle, D-A-N-I-E-L-L-E, Shilly. My parents made it up. It's my middle name. S H A. L E E X O. Yes, it. still old school. Very, very AIM. Very, uh, you know, AOL instant messenger there for everyone. For and that is that XO. the best place for listeners to find you and connect? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And if anybody needs a tutor, uh, my tutoring website is bit.ly slash math tutor one, two, three. High school and college students. Love it. Anyone's out there listening or has kids. Um, I, I specialize in math for high school and college as well as SAT prep. We have a lot 
of parents with kids that age. So yes, I guarantee you they're going to be like, I'm hitting her up. Um, so I'll put the information also in the show notes for those of you that are like, I'm driving. I can write that down. What is it? Go check out the show notes and the links will be there to both connect with Danielle on Instagram and on her tutoring website. But girl, thank you so much for your energy and this conversation. It was just everything and more. So mwah, have a fabulous rest of your day. Um, go enjoy a beer with your boyfriend and kick back. <laughs> it's you're three hours later than me. So it's appropriate at this time of day and um, <laughs> go enjoy. All right, girl. Peace out. I Thank will see you. you. Thank you so much, Caitlin. Thank you. Bye. Yay to beam life. Woo-hoo. Bye. You are the best, Bean Babe. Thanks for listening to my podcast. If you love this episode, it would mean so much if you would share it with another Bean Babe or post it on social and tag me at The Beam Life so I can tell you thank you for helping me share the mission. You can also send me a text. Yes, a real text to 323-673-2709 where we can connect outside of the podcast. You can either chat with me one-on-one or just receive the weekly text I send to beam you up throughout your week. Anyways, it's been fun as always, and I'm honored to be a part of your journey. Until next time, keep beaming, babe.